News updates, sale barn reports from across the country, buying and selling options, market recaps, and lots more. Crew, well, y'all know the rest. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Thank you to the Ranch It Up lineup. Westway Feed Products, Cattlemen U and Cattlemen U Live, Neogen, LA Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Hey, Beck, we're all jammed up today with information, so I'm going to go right to the news. Let's get after it. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Making headlines and the opposition continues. I'm going to start with the NCBA. They condemned the Meat and Poultry Special Investigator Act of 2022, which was marked up by the House Agriculture Committee late last week. NCBA Vice President of Governmental Affairs, Ethan Lane, he says, Cattle producers strongly support effective oversight of the meatpacking sector, but the Special Investigator Bill does nothing to accomplish that goal. Rather than focusing on adequate staffing and funding for the woeful, under-resourced Packers and Stockyards Division at USDA, this hasty proposal was rushed through the legislative process without consideration of the confusing bureaucratic mess it would create. That is according to Ethan Lane. He goes on to say, arming USDA with unchecked subpoena and prosecutorial power while significantly undercutting the Department of Justice's role in the process is poor practice. Now, the North American Meat Institute, they released the following statement. Juliana Potts, the president and CEO of the Meat Institute, says they are disappointed in the committee's vote to approve this bill. She says USDA and the Department of Justice already have the authorities this bill would grant, making this expansion of government bureaucracy with its required staff and offices duplicative and wasteful. She goes on to say, of particular concern is the creation of a special investigator empowered to enforce the new changes to the Packers and Stockyard Act regulations soon to be announced by the Biden administration. These rules, she says, like those previously proposed by USDA under then-Secretary Tom Vilsack in 2010, are likely to have far-reaching unintended adverse consequences. But now completely on the opposite side, the U.S. Cattlemen's Association President Brooke Miller issued the following statement. He says, while Packer-aligned groups blast this bill for its overreaching authority, he says it is precisely the reason for which the U.S. Cattlemen's Association supports the Special Investigator Act. It seeks to provide resources to enforce the rule of the law. Miller goes on to say, for far too long, the U.S. cattle marketplace has lacked a referee on the playing field. The role of the federal government is to blow the whistle on any illegal, anti-competitive, or deceptive market activity. He says this bill would give several federal agencies the authority to act cooperatively to pursue multinational corporations who fail to live up to our American values. And there again, the battle continues, and so do the differences. On a lighter note, and since May is Beef Month, it marks the third month for the war in Ukraine. Greater Omaha Packing Company sent its second shipment of beef to the war-wracked country. Greater Omaha Packing Company came about after World War I and today processes 2,400 head of cattle daily in its Omaha, Nebraska facility. 
Tigger, before we head to break, I do have one more story for all of us. Have you heard the latest about this summer food favorite, the burger? I think I might know this one, but I'm not quite sure. Typically, there's nothing groundbreaking about a fast food oh, chain selling a hamburger, but Arby's has never sold one. Until now, better known for its roast beef, the chain is adding a hamburger to its menu for the first time in its nearly 60-year history. Arby's announced it is adding the Wagyu Steakhouse Burger. What? You heard me right, the Wagyu Steakhouse well. Burger. This burger will cost $5.99 and is well. being an limited time offering beginning now through July 31st. As prices surge, fast food customers are growing increasingly picky about where they go out to eat, and now more than ever. Quick-serve restaurants are fighting for loyalty. A surprising but popular item might do the trick at Arby's. Its new burger is a blend of Wagyu beef and ground beef and will be considered the highest quality burger the market has seen yet, the Arby's company said, and that they have spent more than two years developing the burger. With that, here are the stats on this new burger. Wagyu, which means Japanese cow, Mm -hmm. refers to the specific breeds of cattle and is known for its rich flavor and buttery tenderness. Arby's version weighs in at 6.4 ounces and is a 52% blend of American Wagyu and 48% ground beef. The Wagyu Steakhouse Burger is served with American cheese, shredded lettuce, tomato pickles, red onion, and a special burger sauce on a toasted brioche bun. Arby's claims it's 50% bigger than McDonald's Quarter Pounder. You and I are really not big fast food eaters, but but I really like hearing this from Arby's. All I got to say is Arby's, not a sponsor, Yet. yet... Crew, stick around. We've got a lot more of the Ranch It Up radio show. Maybe we'll hear from Arby's when we come back. We've talked about Cattlemen U before. It's for farmers, ranchers, and beef producers who are hungry for learning, community, and business development. Just head to CattlemanUlive.com to get your membership and use promo code RANCH for a 10% discount during the month of May. Tickets are on sale now for Cattlemen U Live this September 16th through the 18th in Grand Island, Nebraska. We will be there. Cattlemen U memberships and tickets on sale now through May 31st at CattlemenUlive.com. Lots of you have asked that we cover this one, and we're happy to oblige. Over the next several weeks, we'll be hearing from our big three. That's RCAF USA, the USCA, and NCBA, each getting to share their thoughts of the current cattle environment, good, bad, and ugly. A couple of buzzwords flying around the industry lately, regenerative ag, not new, but maybe new to you. What is regenerative ag? How does it work? Can I use it? Does it make a difference? We answer all that in the weeks to come right here on the Ranch It Up radio show. Margins are the tightest that I can remember in diesel. Well, that's the highest I've ever seen. So how do we survive? Where do we make cuts? Where don't we make cuts? I think it has long-term consequences that we have to think about. It's not easy, but we'll be diving into those topics, the tough ones. This coming from our partners from Neogen. Now, over the next several months, we will be bringing you insect control solutions, money-saving tips, how to establish biosecurity during a time of pinching pennies, all that and lots, lots more from our crew from Neogen. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. Today's Cattle Battle is a good one, but lots and lots of lots of information by request to go through more sale barn reports for you all, especially now when 
a lot of those wheat pasture cattle are fixing to start coming off wheat pasture and start moving across the scale. So here's what I got for you today. I've got reports from California, South Dakota, Oklahoma, and Kentucky. I'm going to take my time because there's a lot of numbers that I'm going to be going through in very similar weight classes. So to allow you to absorb all of the information, let's start on the west and head to the east. Starting out in Turlock, California, the Turlock Livestock Auction Yard Incorporated. Here's what we've got for y'all. On the steer side, the high-selling steers, 483 weight black steers coming in at $1.93. I've got a big swath of 529 weight steers at $1.90. Here's a big, big group of black steers weighing 625 coming in at $1.79 and a half. Another group of black steers, nine, excuse me, 569 weights at $1.77. In fact, these are all black calves that I've got to report on today. Another load, 590 weight steers at $1.71 and a half. Let's keep going down the list. 660 weight steers in Turlock, California last week, $1.68.50. Here's a big bunch, uh, 70 steers coming in at just a tick under 700 pounds, 697 pounds at $1.63.5. And then I've got another group of 721 weight black steers coming in at $1.51. On the heifer side, the high sellers was 417 weight black heifers at $1.83.5. Here's a mixed pen of 515 weights at $1.73.5. Here's a big, big bunch of black heifers coming in at 522 pounds at $1.70 and a half. Big group of 607 weight black heifers at $1.61 and a half. And then 652 weight black heifers at $1.5775. Moving on to the Sioux Falls Regional Livestock Yards, which is located just around 10, 12 miles south of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I believe right around the Worthing area, if I'm not mistaken. Here's what I'm going to talk about. On the steer side first, the high sellers, these are black steers, 453 pounds at 20950 Black and black white-faced steers at five eighty-eight at a dollar ninety-five. Black and black white-faced steers at six seventy-one pounds, coming in at a dollar eighty-six. Black and red steers seven forty-nine weights at a dollar sixty-nine. Here's a big group of Charlay and red calves, probably some red Angus calves in there. Eight fifty-one weights at a dollar sixty and a half. A group of black and red steers seven eighty-five weights at a dollar fifty-six. Black and black white-faced steers. 966 at a dollar 53 let's go on to some heavier cattle black and black white faith steers 1064 pounds at a dollar 4575 and then the last group I'm going to tell you about are steers these are blacks and black white faces as well at a thousand eighty three coming in at a dollar 39 and a half on to the heifer side black and charlay heifers 553 pounds at $1.75. Here's a group of black heifers, 603 weights at $1.59. Black and black white face heifers, 749 weights at $1.44 and a half. Black and black white face heifers, 837 weights, $1.4285. Here's another group, black and black white face heifers, 898 weights at $1.39. Here's some Charlay and some red heifers, 834 weights at $1.3775. And then I'm going to wrap it up with the heaviest cattle that went through Sioux Falls last week. 938 weight heifers. They were black, coming in at $1.35. The way up cows and bulls, the way up cows at 78, all the way up to 96.5. The way up bulls, 99 up to $1.22, which, by the way, crew, you may want to evaluate that salvage value of some of those cows. That is a extra income that a lot of us don't think about. Just wanted to plant that seed now. Pairs in Sioux Falls, South Dakota last week from 
1475 up to 21 and a quarter. That's for the pears and then the bread cows from 1250 up to 1575. Moving on to Beaver, Oklahoma, the Beaver Stockyards. Here's what I've got. I'm going to start with the heifers at $1.44. These are $7.78 weight, and these are all mixed heifers that they're called that I'm going to be reporting on today. $7.78 weights at $1.44. $6.74 weight heifers at $1.44 and a half. Here's some $6.69 weight heifers at $1.4760. These are 580 weight mixed heifers last week in Beaver, Oklahoma at $1.57 and a half. Here's a big group of mixed heifers, 554 pounds coming in at $1.63 and a half. 477 weight heifers at $1.7250. 466 weight heifers at $1.82 and a half. 448 weight heifers at $1.84 and a quarter. And then some 391 weight, these are lightweights, 391 weights at $1.86 and a half. The steers in Beaver, Oklahoma, 1,002 pounds, a big group coming in at $1.33, all right? 1,002 pounds coming in at $1.33, 965 weight. Again, these are all mixed steers that they called them. 965 weights at $1.42 and a dime. 930 weights at $1.4385. Here's a big group. 898 weights at a dollar 39 and a half 870 weights at a dollar 46 835 weights a dollar 48 10 744 weight steers at a dollar 5975 and then I'm going to wrap up with 479 weight steers at a dollar 95 and wrapping up with the bluegrass stockyards in Maysville Kentucky here's what I've got on the steers Four to five weights averaging a dollar seventy-five ninety-two. Five to six weights averaging a dollar eighty-two forty-five. Six to seven weights averaging a dollar fifty-two sixty-two. Now on to the heifers in Maysville, Kentucky. Last week, four to five weights averaging a dollar fifty-four sixty-three. Five to six weights averaging a dollar forty-four sixty-seven, and then six to seven weights averaging a dollar forty. 20 crew. I know that that is a lot of information that I went through, but that's what y'all requested, and I'm happy to oblige. Now, one of our great partners that we talk about each and every week, livestockmarket.com. I have encouraged you, Beck, and I have encouraged everyone go check it out, snoop around buying or selling. Here is a tremendous success story, and Mark Vanzi put this into perspective of what does it cost to actually sell at one of the online auctions. Mark? Hey, guys, it's Mark with LivestockMarket.com. Just had a couple things here for you this week. First, I wanted to share, because maybe it'll help, uh, I wanted to share a cool story. I got to visit with a producer here this this last week. He was the fella that sold 80 head of fall-bred cows on our online auction uh, back on May 18th. I was talking with him on the phone this week. The cows sold well. They did $1,200 a head, uh, 80 head, fall bred, and these were all black Angus cows, black baldy, good stuff. So he was happy with what they brought, 1200 a head, nothing wrong with that. But it was cool. He kind of spelled out for me how much money we saved him on selling it. And that was a neat story when he broke it down for me mathematically. So what he paid us amounted to $14.87 a head, and we do a flat fee structure when you sell cows on the online auction. So his his total bill from us for all 80 head was $1,190, which is, like I say, that amounts to like $14.87 per head. And he said, if I would have sold those cows at my sale barn, which I was thinking about, he said it would have been near $50 a head between commission 
and yardage and preg checking, he said it would have been about $50 a head. And then, of course, I would have had trucking in to get him, get him to the barn. So you guys coming in, he says, at $1,100, he said, you guys saved me almost $3,000 on those 80 head of cows to sell them. And I never had to truck them anywhere. And this guy was just, just, just couldn't be happier. And it was a fun, it was a really fun phone call to have. And it was, it was good to visit with him about that and hear kind of that side of it out of his mouth. The old, the other thing I had for you this week, uh, the June 8th, um, June 8th is going to be our next online horse auction. There's a lot of good horses on that auction. I'm going to have a detailed list for you guys next week. Online bidding will open up on those horses Thursday, June 2nd. So head over to livestockmarket.com or equinemarket.com and check those out. Thanks, guys. They brought you Tractor House and Auction Time. That's livestockmarket.com. And we've even talked about equinemarket.com. Check them out. Crew, we're not done with the numbers. My goodness, we've got a lot on this one. Stick around. Kirk and I go through more and more information. It's coming up right after this. Crew, it's super easy to get a hold of the boss lady and I, and we want to hear any beef that you may have, or maybe just let us know what's happening out there in cow country. 707-RANCH-20 is the hotline. Leave us a voicemail or fire us a text. 707-RANCH-20. Agriculture is making a comeback and giving the next generation a foundation that, honestly, they never expected, connecting the past and the future. Just a few of the stories and features that we're working on right here on the Ranch It Up radio show. Spring has sprung, and I know you have everything going through your mind from calving to spring planting. Are we going to get enough rain? Are we going to have enough hay? I understand this. But remember, it's not too late to add Allied Genetic Resources genetics into your bull battery. Now, spring may be here, but bull buying season is far from over. There's still lots of Allied sales one can attend. Make a difference and add Allied Genetic Resources to your program. You'll be glad you did. Every week we hear from one of our great partners with updates, info, schedules, reports, and everything in between when it comes to buying and selling livestock and hay online and private treaty. Livestockmarket.com on Facebook too. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us. Beck and I your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us. Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated. Kirk, the big news was the cattle on feed report. I know the previous week you said, hey, look out, everybody. We're going to be getting this. And now we got it. So what did it say? What happened with our markets? What's going on? Yeah, unfortunately, it was not the spark uh, not the spark we wanted in the cattle markets. The cattle on feed came in at 102% uh, with a range of expectations of 101 to 101.8, so above expectations. And again, the big surpriser was place numbers, I think, being driven by, by drought liquidation at 99.1% of last year. The expectations for it were 93.6 to 97.8, so clearly above the range of expectations on placements. Wrap it up, market marketing numbers came in at 97.8, and that was within the range. So another quote-unquote bearish on feed report relative to the expectations coming in. But the interesting thing is the market faded that or sold that all week. So I think uh, 
the market, even though expectations were, were bullish placements, the market traded bearish, a bearish cattle on feed number going into it. Kirk, I have two questions in regards to the cattle on feed report. Number one is, what is the cattle on feed report? What uh, what numbers does it represent? And then why is it important to our markets? What causes it in regards to when it comes out that the market moves one direction or the other? So what it is is a, is a supply snapshot of just what the name implies, the cattle on feed. So it's a measure, it's a USDA's best guess of the cattle on feed within feedlots of a thousand head or larger. And then within that number, you have the placed, the number of cattle moved into a feedlot and then marketed number, which would be the number of cattle moved out of a feedlot. So it's just trying to track the supply side of the cattle market. So why does the market react to this report one way or the other? I think if we go back to the last report would be a better example. We had a very high high feeder market is carrying about a $20 premium to the nearby cash and or nearby futures. And that was based on the expectation that supply was going to decrease uh, pretty aggressively. When last month's cattle on feed came out, they said that the, you know, the placement number was quite large again, on feed was quite large. And they said that that supply decrease had not started yet. So you had the market leaning one way that supply was going to decline. And that inventory report said it, in fact, was not declining. That shook up the market, and it sold off $12 since that April report. Interestingly enough, in this report, you now have the market $12 lower. Again, get a, a larger placement number, but the market is not situated the same as it was last month. In my opinion, the market was fading this report, even though the expectations were for a bullish report. The market was selling this all the way up till. It closed Friday, and then the report came out after the market Friday. So, in regards to numbers, what's uh, what's the rest of the numbers look like when we recap? So, as of Friday, May twentieth, August feeders closed at one sixty three ninety five. That's down four dollars and forty two and a half cents, and that's you know back to our cattle on feed. That's that market selling off all the way into the cattle on feed report. The CME feeder index closed at 153.05. That's down 331 on the week, leaving the basis against May at, at a positive 20. So uh, May futures settled with May cash like it's supposed to. June live closed Friday at 131.42.5. That's down 57.5 cents on the week. Cash trade at 138 to 142, down $2 on the week with the five area weighted average at 140.26, down 213 leaving our basis a positive 884 against the five-weighted average. So the futures are, are a little bit oversold here. Our weekly slaughter was a very positive 680,000 head. That's 23,000 head more than last week and 8,000 head more than last year. And the interesting part with the big slaughter, we have choice boxes trading 262.17, up 322 on a week-over-week basis. And you'll remember they were up five bucks the week before that. To wrap it up, July corn traded seven seventy-eight and a quarter, down three and a half cents on the week. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Today's famous last words and a tip of the hat goes out to all of you that are trying to get in the field, trying to finish up in the field, or are getting ready to hit the hay fields, depending on where you are in the United States. Here are some stats that crossed my desk, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news because are you going to ruin you, everybody's? Day I know those of you thing. that already paying the bill are going. We don't need to be reminded how bad it is, but that's so why what, this what shout you, out is there. Let's just give them a warning. What are you going to do? You going to talk about diesel fuel? I'll or talk are about you going to talk? 
about fertilizer. Okay, um, you're going to talk well, about diesel. Well, fertilizer, I'm hoping we can look through brighter things for next year. But diesel, yes. Here's some stats. September 2020, the cost of a tanker load of diesel in the U.S. was $10,100. Today, or as of March, the cost was $33,750. Triple. Unbelievable. To fill up a tractor in 2020, it cost us $230 a day, those of us in the field. To fill up a tractor today, as of in March, it was $765 a day. Talk about heartbreaker right there. So what I would like people to do is uh, let us know what you're paying in in your area. And Mm -hmm. and to fill up a tractor, I know that's depending upon is it a, is it a 3020 <laughs> that you're filling up is it a raking right, tractor or a big four wheel drive or, or is it one of your your you know your big steigers or versatilers that you're filling up but let us know just roughly what some of those numbers are because I'm really curious we're getting all sorts of memes and, and information mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but just let us know fire us an email ranch it up show at gmail.com our phone number again and you can text us pictures there too is 707 ranch 20 so everyone be safe out there if you are as you said, Beck, getting ready to go in the hayfield. Some people are trying to plant wheat. Still. Yes, uh, they're trying to wrap corn. up that corn harvest, getting it in the field. Right, Sorry. Right. A lot of people are trying to get corny and wrap up wheat. Or people are thinking about, you know, cutting hay or, or just people trying to put fuel in the dually or trying to put it in the <laughs> semi. Oh, my gosh. Or rodeo are, season is kicking off uh, for some folks and they're hitting the road and they're wondering how are we going to pay that fuel bill from town to exactly town. Exactly right. Exactly right. So let us know what you are paying out there. We're really curious about that. I'm kind of compiling a list. And now that is going to wrap it for today, everyone. A big thanks from our crew to yours. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com gave us a wonderful update and put the numbers together. So I appreciate it, Mark. Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated. And of course, we couldn't do it without (laughs) you, Boss Lady Beck. And thank you to our partners, Westway Feed Products, Cattlemen U and Cattlemen U Live, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, RFD TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, and crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And the phone number I just gave it out is 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. You can call, leave us a message, or you can text us there anytime. Spread the good word and join us again next week, week in, week out. We will never stop. My goodness, it's always (laughs) Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.